This week on the Munchkin Minute, did you watch us play the God's War? This is Munchkin Land. Hi everyone, it's Stephen Schleicher, and this week uh, we're sitting, all four of us are sitting here. Rob is here, and Dr. Brad Will is here, and D&D Brian is here. Hello. And uh, for some of you, you have probably just finished watching us play Glorantha, the God's War, kind of like a bonus Munchkin episode up on our YouTube channel, Major Spoilers Video. You can go look for it, Glorantha, the God's War. We play through it. It's about two hours, but it's very interesting because this is a game that just started its Kickstarter just a couple of days ago. About a week ago, I want to say. Yeah. And um, we were playing an early prototype print-and-play version. So we talk about print-and-play and those kinds of things in um, in the video. But you also get to see how this game works in case you're interested in this Kickstarter campaign. But I kind of wanted to follow up with you guys because maybe you guys have seen the Kickstarter. It went live, like I said, a, a week ago. It's already surpassed its goal of $100,000 is what they were looking for. 23 days to go. And as of this recording on uh, August, whatever it is, 23rd, 24th, uh, $387,000 that they've made uh, on this campaign. They've unlocked a number of bonuses. One thing I didn't know, Brad, was we played with like the base four figures. Mm-hmm. Right. But there's a whole expansion set that includes a whole other four empires to where you can mm-hmm. take this up to eight players and a couple of different maps and yeah, all sorts of craziness. And they're, they're doing this in a, uh, in a different from Cthulhu Wars. So Cthulhu Wars, you could buy each of the expansion factions mm-hmm. as a separate thing and as mm-hmm. its own little box thing. Uh, not the case with this Kickstarter. I think that got too confusing and people were doing it kind of weirdly piecemeal yeah. and it was mm-hmm. hard to judge shipping. So it's the base set with four uh, empires. There is an expansion that has four more empires and the six to eight player map comes in that box. Mm-hmm. So it's just so it's just two boxes and you have all of the factions and all the boards. Uh, and then there are bonuses on top of that. Yeah. they've uh, So like on this uh, empire gods thing, you have the Earth Empire that has uh, the Titans, which is represented by a very, um, what's the uh, empire in Iraq uh, from the Bronze Age? Persian? The, uh, uh, what's the other? Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia. You got this huge Mesopotamian like, snake dude wielding an axe as the Titan, which looks kind of cool. Yeah. Then under the Invisible God, which I don't know what that one's all about, but you got the Spectres, which kind of look like some Cthulhu-esque monsters. Then you have the sea, which has the Kraken as your giant <laughs> monster, which totally looks cool. Or, I'm yeah. sorry, the Churner. Um, that one is the Kraken, But it does have a Kraken in there and mermaids and sea serpents. And then you have the moon, which is another interesting one, considering that the base set has the sun. Uh, the moon is in there that has the red goddess, uh, which looks kind of cool. And then, am I not mistaken, uh, we, uh, we also, in the video, I had some videos of um, some of the uh, gods with the next to the Cthulhu ones. But are these things designed to sit on top of, like, the ziggurats and the temples? No. Okay, because in some of the pictures that I look like, it looks like they're stacked up on top of one another in kind of a cool way to move them across the board. Oh, not that I know of. Okay. Yeah. You also have elder races that are coming in this as a, as a stretch goal nice. for $100. Then there's ones that I'm kind of cool. Ducks. The yeah, ducks. The ducks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they actually, if you go and look on this uh, the Sandy Peterson um, website. Mm-hmm. They actually have uh, a bunch of concept art, and they have a concept art for the ducks. <laughs> I've seen, the, is, I've seen cool. the sculpt for the ducks. It's yeah, yeah. nice, yeah. Uh, yeah. Then they have this Elder Races one, which is you got Scorpion Men, you've got uh, you got the ducks, and then you have what I think is the coolest one, the Inhuman King, which is like this dragon mm-hmm. uh, reigning over everything. They just got so much in this stuff. 
I was watching a an interview, a video interview, just like a day before this campaign kicked off that Sandy Peterson was interviewing in. He called this a luxury game. I think that's a good and apt. Ex- I, yeah, yeah, I like really this. like that that description of both this and Cthulhu Wars and any game that kind of falls into this yeah. uh, setup. What do you think a luxury game is, Rob? One that I'm not going to be able to afford. <laughs> yeah, basically that. <laughs> well, that I think is probably spot on because uh, the minimum, if you want to get the, um, well, that's $1,000. I think in order to get the base set, you got to put in 240 bucks. No, 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 no. Okay, no. I think the base is 125 Oh, 125 Okay. So, in the, and then the eight-player oh, okay. expansion is, is two-something. Is the 240 240 okay. yeah. 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 That's still yeah. interesting. But I like this idea of a luxury game. What other games do you think would be luxury games? These big, sprawling, uh, expensive games. Well, I mean, Warhammer. <laughs> yeah, Warhammer. Oh, yeah, because well, the thing is with those games, you can uh, buy smaller you, armies you buy them and build up to yeah. it. Yeah. But Star Wars Armada, Star Wars X-Wing, mm-hmm. you know how much money I've mm-hmm. got sunk in that? I don't really even have that much stuff right, for right, that. Right. I mean, I've, you can carry my stuff in one little box, but some mm-hmm. of these guys have got tons. How much money do you have sunk into Magic, Rob? Oh, we don't even want to. Magic's not a luxury game, though. I would no. no, it's not. No, it's what I would I'm saying. say. It's like, like part of the appeal of a luxury game is the very fancy, big. You get the giant mini- well, yeah. miniatures. Doesn't kind of quite seem the right word for seventy Wars, millimeter, but seventy million millimeter scale figures. Is yeah, what they it's are. basically statuettes that uh-huh. come in the game. Just yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of these are like eight inches tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, which I think is impressive as heck. But are there any other games that you guys can think of? I think I get where you're coming from, uh, Brad, oh, where yeah. you're saying, you know, over time you could spend $1,000 and get everything that came with Cthulhu Wars, right? Get all the expansions, all the figures, all the all the stuff. But when you think about it, if we're playing Munchkin, like what I have, I've got all the Munchkin sets. Well, mm-hmm. I probably paid probably close to $500 over the years or more. For all these base sets, plus the other little knickknacks and other things. Mm-hmm. But those are a little piecemeal, like magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't know if there's anything else well, on the scale of these games. Kingdom Death Monster is probably... I mean, that's... Not familiar. You don't know Kingdom Death Monster. Uh-uh. Oh, we need, to, we need to invest in this game. Do we? So it is a co-op mini game. Uh, and the miniatures are cooperative. awesome. Yeah, yeah. And you have like, and so when you guys, you fight, so you have naked guys with sticks and you fight lions. <laughs> and then, and, uh, this is a really sloppy version of this. And then, <laughs> well, and, the naked guys with sticks, they probably so, are. So your little minis are naked guys with sticks, right? Then you fight some lions and then you can make lion armor. And so now your minis, so now you attach the lion armor onto mm. your mini because you've skinned oh, the lion neat. and made that. Yeah. And so there's all this. I, I haven't even, I've sort of intentionally not looked very closely at this because I know yeah. what I'll do is, is I'll just go, oh. What's, <laughs> what about, uh, what about that other one from Soda Pop uh, Minis or whatever? Um, Super Dungeon Explorer? Yeah, Super Dungeon Explorer. Would you consider that a luxury game, Brian? Mm, I think it's still relatively, like, I mean, it's kind of pricey. Like, I mm-hmm. believe the uh, the MSRP for the base box set is a hundred dollars, yeah. and Ghostbusters is so kind of that maybe. same way. I mean, is is the hundred is hundred dollars kind of that that price point I for think, games? I, I, think I think it's the, not just hundred dollars. I I think it's more like what types of things come with. Yeah. Them. Okay. Like with with Super Dungeon Explorer, you do get all the uh, nifty miniatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
What was the other one you said? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters you also get a bunch yeah. of uh, teen, or specialized Mutant Ninja Turtles will be the same way. Yeah. I, I want to say the price point on Kingdom Death Monster is seven to eight hundred dollars. Wow, really? Dear. Ouch. Yeah. I might be wrong. Somebody can look that up at home. But I think that's where that. Okay, was. Wow, I think I have looked at this before, and uh, my girlfriend immediately said no. <laughs> <laughs> she was wrong, Brian. She was so you wrong. You need it, Brian. Your next uh, five paychecks can go to paying this off in installments. Well, I, yeah, I guess I, I kind of agree with. It depends on what's in there. That's why I thought of the um, Super Dungeon Crawl because you get all these minis, you get a complete mm-hmm. system, yeah. and that's the other thing that I like too. Is when you get uh, games like this, you get a complete system. And yeah. You don't have to piecemeal add on to it. I mean, you can obviously with the um, Cthulhu Wars expansion stuff, <laughs> but you could just play that game forever and it's going to be so variable each time you play it. Whereas maybe something like Magic or Munchkin, that's eh, kind of just, you know. Oh, Munchkin is definitely a game system. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like Munchkin is. But it's just cards, though. You don't get. <laughs> You know, I, if well, I want to go get you, a duck of doom, your definition of system and our definition of system yeah. is entirely different. Yeah, how many how many hours of of audio have you recorded never playing the same game of Munchkin twice? Oh, we've well, right? <laughs> different outcomes. <laughs> well, but same I'm saying never game. never played the same deck of cards twice on this show. Yeah, yeah. we have. Yeah, yeah we have. Mm. Base set we've played multiple times. I, yeah, we've well, each with, time we played it, we've added a different expansion, stirred yeah. in some new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and at most we've played it like three times with the base expansion or base just the base set and i would assume that we had at least different winners each time if not completely different no outcomes. i never win <laughs> yeah, that's why i said two or three times there are three of us other than you uh so i guess the other thing that i want to talk about briefly because i watched a demo of seafall oh yes and i watched uh, some demos of the um pandemic cthulhu stuff Mm. and just also the pandemic new season stuff Mm. i'm slowly starting to come around to this idea that of legacy games well of no of some of these games that you play the campaign and that's it yeah legacy games. yeah is that what they're called okay yeah um i'm slowly starting to come around to that as something that might be fun if it's long enough and if you have Mm -hmm. a if you have people that will stick around long enough to play it because seafall they said is about 15 sessions yeah that's quite a long time. If each session is about two <laughs> hours hour, a piece, yeah. uh, that's hours, that's a long time to get through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that seems worth two hours times 15 is 30 hours of entertainment for, what does that game go up to? Five, four or five players? I forget what the max is on Seafall. Um, for whatever that game system is worth or whatever mm-hmm. it costs, that seems like a pretty good deal. But I think that if you tried to play it ever again, it, you might be ruined. That's yeah, the only right. problem because Seafall, once you open up those little chests, you're going to know if you ever play this game again, you know what's in each one of those oh, yeah. milestone chests. You're I done. mean, yeah. are the chests done in order or? Yeah. Mm. Uh, it'll specifically yeah. tell you in the game, okay, now you have reached this, open your chest, and there's other assets inside that you add to your campaign. Hmm. I mean, we played Risk Legacy, which mm-hmm. follows that same model. as more or less the first of the Legacy games. And, uh, I mean, Rob ended up buying, like, three extra copies, even though he went ahead and played through one. I could see something that's <laughs> maybe some strategy stuff. Um, well, but is there surprise stuff in there's, Risk Legacy? There's Legacy? surprises in the uh, di- the different envelopes and whatnot that you can open. Or there's mm-hmm. some really big surprises in a couple of them. Right. Uh, 
there's a really big surprise in the second big uh, case. Yeah. <laughs> like that that was that was the most unexpected thing I've seen in that game. Uh, but like, yeah, knowing what's coming on is you're there's a little bit taken away from the lack of surprise mm-hmm. but that also has the idea that i'm i'm planning ahead to figure out you know can i open this thing now and get a mm-hmm. benefit out of it mm-hmm. or can uh you know and the stickers that you put on right go and you'll have them go in different locations and right. whatnot every yeah. time like oh, it's okay, not gonna okay. Yeah, the one that I'd probably see hurt most uh, by this uh, scheme would be Pandemic, seeing as how it's a cooperative one. Mm-hmm. So there'd be, like, uh, I think, more incentive to try to do it in, like, a council agreed upon best place. And I feel like that possibly would feel a bit more same over if you played it multiple times. Mm-hmm. What's that time travel one? Time stories. Uh, time stories is the other one that I think <clears throat> is that same way where it's supposed to be everything's a secret until you get to it. Right. Well, you play it and then you screw it up. And so you replay it. And huh. with the knowledge of all the stuff you screwed up, you go back in time and try again. And <laughs> then you have that knowledge. In fact, you've almost got to screw it up two or three nice. times before you could ever really effectively play through oh, the really? scenario. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've not yeah. heard of that. That sounds neat. Yeah. It's an, it's interesting because yeah. they have, you know, uh, I think they're up to the second or third expansion right now hmm. where after you play the first one, um, the first one's basically just straight up time travel going back to specific periods. But in the second expansion, if I remember correctly, you start going in and exploring different themes. So there's actually one where you go in into an RPG fantasy <laughs> realm setting as one of your sequences in that mm. uh, to complete it. And I think there's what, five or six in there's each Four one? or five now. Yeah. Four or five, uh, yeah, sort of scenario boxes. And then mm-hmm. apparently that that all plays into a large overarching story. Yeah, yeah. Weird. But so you would need and this is my problem with this is I you know, you guys I see regularly, but mm-hmm. we're always sort of committed to recording. Yes. Yeah. So you need the same four players yeah. to mm-hmm. play every session mm-hmm. of the game. And if you bring somebody new in, they're they're like they're what? Yeah, yeah. And, now that's one of the nice I things mean, about Seafall. I think they said you could be you could have someone come in and have missed like three or four of the sessions. And still be able to catch up and be competitive. Hmm. Or somebody could be out, you know, for a week or two, still come in and still be competitive in the game. Now, of course, that means your territory doesn't expand like everyone else's, but there's a catch-up mechanic in some of these games. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that really is the big issue with legacy games. I mean, it's kind of a commitment, like RPGs, really, mm-hmm. where you really want to get the same group. I mean, our friendly local game store has recently got a copy of Pandemic Legacy, and mm. The fact that I really haven't had much regular gaming outside of Munchkinland, right. Critical Hit, is reason why it's still standing at the friendly local game store, not my own shelf. Yeah. Are there? Is that something you guys are interested in doing? Are, are these legacy games? I would be super oh, yeah. interested. I, I'm just fascinated by, but I mean, yes, you're right. We've been playing Munchkin for mm-hmm. what four or five years now. Uh-huh. We've been doing uh, Critical Hit on a, a semi-weekly basis almost for seven or eight years now. Um, but when you say, hey, we're going to play this game that has a 15-week commitment, yeah, that seems like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. But then when you start looking at it, it's like, well, there's some really cool things in it, <laughs> yeah. providing that it's not too complicated of a system to learn. Mm-hmm. If we want, I would be willing to donate my uh, one of my sealed copies of Risk Legacy. 
You oh, could okay. give that a go. I would enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll have to see how it goes. I was just thinking about that because I've been watching all you know all the stuff from Gen Con now is starting to spill out. All the videos that people have been recording while they were there have started to spill out on the internet. So I've been watching some of those and it got me thinking about you know like this legacy game, like these uh, big expensive games, or uh, like this new Kickstarter. Which after seeing these figures, I think I'm a sucker for really cool looking figures. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna. I'm probably not gonna buy into this Kickstarter for God's War. Um, but That's figures, okay. I, I got you covered. Don't I know. I'm sure, you, I'm sure you're going to have them all. Just the sun god looks so cool with its big bushy mustache and everything. Yeah. It's just like, I think that's, I think that's really neat. And, yeah, the uh, minis are way better than the stuff we were playing with. Hmm. Oh, know, yeah, in yeah, our, yeah. And those, those minis were fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the big giant oh, yeah, they're, they're totally bearded fine. Thor looking guys. Yeah, yeah. But uh but the, these the are sun, yeah, these are so outrageous <laughs> uh and and not what those you would expect. Just And just think those things are the base of that sun god. I could is kill someone big. with that. You probably yes. could. You probably could. And that's really what makes it feel like a luxury game to me. Just the Big fancy big chunks of plastic. Yes. Yeah, a fistful of plastic that you. If I can kill you with the miniature, it is a luxury <laughs> game. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. The Mad God um, for the Chaos Group is slightly taller than Cthulhu from Cthulhu Wars, mm-hmm. where he's standing on the on the perch overlooking everything. Yeah, so that's it gives looks like you an idea diving of how big in. he is. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And the, and the sculpts are really cool, really well done. Yeah, very nice. Okay, well, I just wanted to follow up on this. Uh, God's War thing that we just played that you guys can go check out at Major Spoilers Video. It's a video episode. Uh, but I also kind of wanted to just kind of get your guys' reaction to the Kickstarter or anything else that's going on in gaming this week. It's a Munchkin Minute, so it doesn't have to be. Well, i tell you the thing that's going on that's fascinating me is Fantasy Flight's app-driven uh, dungeon crawly game. So Mansions of mm-hmm. Madness 2nd Edition and what they did to revamp Descent, what they are promising to do with Star Wars Imperial Assault looks Amazing. I played the Descent stuff solo. Um, yeah. I'm really excited about Star Wars coming out. Explain to me these app-driven games, because I there were some at uh, our former Hastings a while ago that is kind of app-driven, where you're pointing at the the, the game table or whatever and the miniatures, oh, and no, those no, things no. trigger things off. No, no. So imagine, okay, so the, you know the D&D games that we've played, the D&D right. board games, right. and so how the monsters move in kind of weirdly haphazard mm-hmm. and somewhat nonsensical ways. Mm-hmm. So imagine an app that says, okay, this time the monsters are going to attack the person with the highest HP. Right. They don't keep, the app doesn't keep track of where everything is on the board. Mm -hmm. It just says, here's how you're going to move the monsters, how the monsters are going to attack. That changes up through a scenario. Um, Instead of drawing random tiles, the app tells you what tile, like when you open this door, now place tile number 17. Mm. And it's, uh, it, it makes sense and it tells a story and then it has a whole overarching campaign. Um, it's a much like imagine the D and D game without all the sort of weird right, broken right, stuff right. that you've kind of got to, but why does it, but that's the why does it have to be an app? Why does it have to be an app? Well, okay, Couldn't so, that just be cards? You like, you got a deck of monster cards, monster movement cards yeah. and you pull them up and nah. cause it just feels like there's something I do not random about the, app yeah, game. it does feel but, that it misses yes. out a, Exactly. bit of a tactile experience that I like in my board games. Oh, no, I mean, no, you're so still you, playing you the board a, game, right? You're still it's playing just, the board game. It's basically, it's the dungeon master. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah. Descent is set up now. So, classic Descent is one person plays the dungeon, mm-hmm. the overlord. Right. And that person's job is to beat everyone else. Mm-hmm. And the other 
players are supposed to beat the Overlord. And I've played that with my family. I played Star Wars Imperial Assault with my family. We love Star Wars. I played the Overlord in both of those games because You're I was the one. And evil. No, because I was the one who knew the rules. Joy basically, your enemies. you know, and it would be it would be a jerk to say, okay, you know, at the time, ten year old kid, you get to play the Overlord. Like right, that's right, right. that's not cool. Right. So, but so when you play D anD D, and you guys have all DM'd. You know yeah. that it's about giving people a cool experience, right. not crushing them to death, right? <laughs> well, I don't know about that. When you play the Overlord in in these, uh, yeah, the, you're supposed to crush your enemies. Yeah, that's yeah. and if you don't, then you're not you're not doing it right. But then you don't want to, or I don't want to. And I, I don't. It's just we'll have to try. It. We'll have to get this no, on no, the I table. Under, I understand this. what you're. I know. I understand what you're saying. Who said uh, you want the more tactile experience? Why? Yes. Why an app over a deck of cards, Rob? Um, the app gives the less random yeah it's like it's random. explicitly yeah. to be less random well, then why isn't there i mean if it's supposed to be less random i mean and it's not random at all right it's just basically a script right so if i go back and play that same campaign again it will it still tell me okay you're here place tile 17 so the, the first descent campaign was exactly like that and and the players all sort of lost their minds were like oh this sucks because it's the exact same way we played over and over again and then they came out with some new campaigns that turns out are actually newly generated and because i have every damn descent expansion ever Mm -hmm. so i tell the app that and so it knows that it can pull from from a massive pile of tiles and a massive number of monsters and yeah you just we've got to play this sometime if not for the show just for general humanity i guess my concern (laughs) though anytime you say hey You've got a board game that you've spent however much money on, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 790 bucks, whatever it is, and it's attached to this app. Well, we've seen with uh, several apps that have been a lot of fun. What was the D&D app that um, these kids sit around the table playing and they're playing with pizza and all this stuff? I forget what it is. But that company decided... <laughs> Uh, oh, it's a real the, fun uh, game. It's a it's the a one little, that Rodrigo yeah, yeah, yeah. did on the and I've got it too, and podcast. I've played it. and It's a lot of fun. Super uh, not um, no uh, like loots and something. Yeah, something like that. But the company decided that they're out of business. They're like, well, oh, we're yeah. no longer going to support yeah. the server. So on September twentieth, your whole campaign is going offline. Whether you finished mm-hmm. it or not, if you bought anything, you're losing access to all of that stuff. If a company says, hey, we're going to stop supporting this app that runs your game. Right, and so, you're and the and we're selling this game based on the fact that you have to have this app to do it as well. If the company decides not to further update the app or not do anything else with the app, you could really be screwed with that future playability of the game, which is what we're seeing with uh, Fourth Edition uh, with Dungeons and Dragons, especially with the online um, character builder and and everything, the D and D Insider, which is totally not being updated. Mm-hmm is any day now, it's been shoved to the back of their website. Like, you know, hey, go into that dark corridor and you'll find find the fourth edition stuff. But if it breaks or it's not there, we're not doing anything about it. And that kind of concerns me. Yeah. Well, so so Mansions of Madness second edition, you're committed to playing the app. Yeah. Descent, the app, is a new add-on to a game that you could already play for years without an app. So Mm -hmm. that's, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's a totally a thing. That I, I think it is, and it'd, it'd be nice to see things go that way. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's a whole future of board gaming that I think is going to be more electronic than people think. 
I mean, we're already seeing it now where people are embedding giant LCD screens into their tabletops so they can put up their interactive dungeons and oh. putting up so many different kinds of things into their table hmm. uh, and having their computers with everything that they can send to wherever, sending electronic documents to people instead of actually pulling someone aside. You're actually whispering into a side chat the other night, uh, with those people. Yeah. The other night I played One Night Ultimate Werewolf, mm-hmm. which is werewolf with an app. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is beautiful. I mean, mm. it is a really awesome, beautiful game. And I think they just started a One Night Ultimate Alien <laughs> Kickstarter. Um, mm. If anybody wants to get in on that, that's One Night Ultimate Werewolf was super, super cool. I yeah, played yeah. a lot of werewolf games, and this one just blew that's them cool. all out of the water. I, yeah. I just, I'm thinking that technology is going to, ch- I mean, change so much. And it's, oh, yeah. I want to see how it's incorporated, but I also want to ensure that. You know, I, I was trying to pull stuff off of a CD backup from eight years ago over yeah. the weekend. And it's like, well, first of all, my computers don't have CD players built into them anymore or DVD readers built into them anymore. So I have to get an external piece, plug it in, and then hope that it's able to read that ancient technology. Whereas I've got D&D 4th edition books, I can pull those off the shelf any time from now until the house burns down. Um, <laughs> but... You know, that's that's there. That's a constant. That's what I kind of mm-hmm. like about board games, as Brian said, yeah. this tactileness of it's there. Yeah. Every The Munchkin set is here, and it's always going to mm-hmm. be here, and I don't have to rely on a an app to tell me how to how to play this game. Uh, have you played Pathfinder Adventures? No. I still have. I've <sighs> have got it. Have you played Pathfinder Adventure card game? No. See, that's the thing, though. I, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I, would, I think I'm much happier with the app than I would. I think if I played the card game, I would be like... Oh my god, I've got cards everywhere and I don't know how to play this game and it takes me 20 minutes to get through a turn. This is the stupidest damn thing ever. But when I play the app and it's like, oh, I will click the glowing card. Yeah, yeah. Yes, because <laughs> I will turn, you know. Oh, I have played that once or twice. I played it like for an hour. Oh, I loved it. it. Oh, I played it this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> is it good? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been, I, I had downloaded it a while ago, played like the first, le- like the tutorial stuff, mm-hmm. and then was given two completely different characters from what I had in the tutorial. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. well, and I couldn't get any other characters at the time. So I'm like, eh. And then this weekend, uh, we uh, actually a few weeks ago, we started playing the Pathfinder card game mm-hmm. uh, at home with a group. And uh, for whatever reason, yesterday, we just weren't able to bring anything together because of circumstances. So I was just kind of bummed out. and like, oh, wait, I can play Pathfinder on my tablet. Yeah. Got it out, went through like three campaign campaigns and so is it is it like i suspect is it just gloriously evil or easy compared to compared to the real actual card game eh. oh i mean the real card game plays very similarly yeah uh about the biggest thing is the game itself is keeping track of bonuses and bon- yeah bonuses yeah, it's doing uh, all the math for the you. stuff that you can yeah. utilize like it like you said it highlights the cards that you can use uh at any given moment it yes. it's tracking all of that do you bury this card or discard this card or do mm-hmm. you put this card in the box forever and never get it out again and that's yeah. that that's the stuff that i one I'm thing sure i, I did have up. a problem with this afternoon uh was it wouldn't let me use the lesser uh like i, I had a Master Thieves tools, which have uh, reveal it to add two dice to your disable check or recharge it to defeat a barrier, uh, to automatically defeat a barrier of this or less. Mm-hmm. And it's like the barrier was like a DC eight. So I'm like, yeah. I've got a D12 plus three yeah. for my disable check. 
I just want two more D12, so I'll reveal this, and it wouldn't give me the option to reveal. It was just recharge it or nothing. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. Like, I, I don't need to get rid of the card right now. It's useful. Yeah. I guess the biggest problem that I have right now is there are so many games. There are, that are so many games. Awesome. There are so many. And there are more so and more coming out all the time. So few podcasts. And as you said, we meet, you know, like twice a week to play games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which once is a, a week lot. for this. Uh, once Most a week human for... beings can't do the kind of game. Well, that's what we I'm do. saying. Yeah. If, yeah. if we wanted to play, if we wanted to play um, Risk or the Cthulhu Pandemic one, which I think that one you can play multiple times. I don't think there's anything. Legacy. Well, the Cthulhu plan- Pandemic isn't a legacy yeah, yeah, game. It's, not it's a legacy just a sit game. down one but session. If we wanted to play Seafall or anything like that, Pandemic that's Legacy like is yeah. four months. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, four months of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a D and D campaign. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, but if I'm going to do that for two hours at a time. For I mean, if if it's just once a week, that's four months. Yeah. When am I going to have time to play all you know, the other games. Super Dungeon Crawl, or when <laughs> yes. I, when am I going to have time to play the? Uh, I mean, the trade off is that you got like that story investment, yeah. especially with Pandemic Legacy, where uh, yeah, it's cooperative and you're actually going through a story. Right, right. So I mean, there's that, and we would probably sit down and do more than one session at a time yeah. because we'd be that into it. It's like, no, we need to keep going. Yeah. Well, I did order that because of the <laughs> pandemic game, so it's coming. <laughs> and uh, and I also got in uh, the Sentinel um, Sentinels of the Multiverse. The Chrome cards came in this Ooh. week from the Kickstarter. I haven't opened that box up yet. Huh. Uh, what else came in this week? There was one other one. Oh, there's still uh, Tesla versus Edison. Mm. Uh, oh, and a couple of really cool ones. Um, Legendary Big Trouble in Little China is <laughs> here, right. which yes. sounds really cool. It came yeah. out like a couple of weeks ago. I've actually got two copies. I'm going to give one away to one of our lucky listeners, fans out there in the world. Uh, there's another one that I just saw the demo of, Legendary Firefly. Have you guys yeah. seen that one? I've seen it. The art is weird. The, the, art, the, uh... the art is weird. The art is weird on the on the Legendary Big Trouble in Little China. But in the Firefly one, you're playing a season. So oh. you sit down and you have to win three episodes in order to win the game. <laughs> I see. And you can take on the role of some of these characters and the rest become your backup characters. And then you've got missions and side missions that you have to accomplish. And as soon as hmm. you accomplish your main mission, that season or that episode is over. Okay. And then your ship can take damage <laughs> after it reaches so many, it you know blows up or whatever. And it's over. It just is right. a very I like that different. Era. It yeah. has a very different take on changing the on uh, legendary. Yeah. I yeah, like that. I yeah. really like that. So there's, and then we've I got also, a I, bunch of uh, RPG stuff that we need to do too. I just pre-ordered uh, Arkham Horror LCG. Oh boy! Or yeah, and and I ordered two copies so we can do a four-player game. So okay, we, nice. we can all play. Oh yeah, did I get that one too? I don't know if I did or not. I hope you did. So I want to say I so did. I use all my cards. Oh, and then I got one that's a classic one, Lost Cities. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever played Lost Cities. Oh, that's old. It's I know, well, but it seems like a. I saw it and I was like, hey, my, my eight-year-old and my five-year-old could play this game. Well, you know what? You know what I ordered last week? I just got in last week was uh, finally, because I've had the old Mayfair edition forever, I finally got the uh, Fantasy Flight Cosmic Encounter. Oh, nice. And the like first three of the five soon to be six expansions so we can do mm. we could do eight player cosmic encounter let's not <laughs> <laughs> and then uh finally picked up the teenage mutant ninja turtles dice masters how are those mm. rob did you i haven't actually had the chance to play them me, me either like that's i picked them up like they sat all summer at our friendly little yeah. game store don't you get like finally three of in. each character uh, you have yes. three dice for each character, yeah. yeah. And, the, and the cards specifically, they limit yourself no. to three. Yeah, yeah. I've Anyways. been seeing that they're doing like these team-based expansions. Mm-hmm. The, so. next, the next uh, Marvel one is Doctor Strange, and it's mm-hmm. just a team pack. 
So is it like, is the same thing three of each character dies? No, in fact, I think it's only two of each character Mm. dice, like you see in the normal, um, which is weird, right? It's almost like you have to buy two of them in order to Does the card say limit two, or are Mm -hmm. you supposed to buy two packs? They're still uh, field three or field four, but I think Mm. you need to buy two packs. But, I mean, they're totally interchangeable with the rest of your set, so Mm -hmm. if you've always wanted Stephen Strange in your set, just add Stephen Strange, and if you want the... The other person, you can add them too. I mean, I, I don't see know. If it's all... And if you're doing a 20 dice game, you're not going to want to field yeah, four, four of each, of each that's, one. You that's can't. the biggest thing with Dice Masters. It seems like two is fine for each character Sometimes usually. Sometimes it is, unless, unless you're you, Batman. Depending on the strategy. <laughs> <laughs> you want more Batmans or Robins. Yeah. So what uh, other games have you guys picked up recently or in the process of playing? You said <laughs> Pandemic, the, the card game. The uh, problem is, man, all the games dropped right after Gen Con. All the mm-hmm. ones that they were like, hey, they're releasing now. The very next week, they all came out, and it's like, yeah. well, if I'm ever going to buy these games, I might as well do it when they're right in front of my face. Click, 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 click. <laughs> Pretty much the only game I've picked up recently is uh, Super Fight. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a fun game. It, it yeah. is fun. It is a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's about a bit. There's always games I'm looking at. Uh, I've been really eyeing this Millennium Blades game for a while. Mm-hmm. That just sounds fun. And that's a, uh, Is that a Kickstarter one? Yeah, well, they just recently kickstarted their second printing. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, yeah, it's called. It's a board game that bills itself as a collectible card game simulator. Mm. Oh, right, right. I remember <laughs> so, you telling me about this, where you're actually buying and the value of the cards go up and down. Yeah, and like, yeah. Uh, and the backs of the cards are uh, basically designed to look like a pack with like the crimping on the top and bottom. <laughs> so you flip over the card, to open the pack, and that's like the rare in the pack. Oh, and, that's cool. And yeah, you're buying and selling and trading cards to try to get your best deck. Which consists of like <laughs> ten cards because it's very streamlined. So crazy. Yeah, it, it sounds oh, great. Who put in for the uh, um, Munchkin card collecting game? Did that one? Have they announced anything on that yet? No, I haven't no, seen still anything nothing. new. Mm. There's just some weird mechanics that I've seen in there that I don't know how well they'd work in like a tournament scenario, uh-huh. like the drop bear where you actually have to drop the card onto certain cards for effects. Oh, what oh, was wow. that What was that card, or, the old magic card they had to drop? The uh, Chaos Orb. Chaos Orb, yeah. Chaos, Orb. Yeah. Chaos Confetti. Have you found something Chaos recently, Rob? Confetti, Have you yeah. picked up anything? Um, God, I think the last time I spent any money on a board game was February or January. It's been a while. Yeah. It's time to start, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, time to start. He's got us. Yeah. Time to start, Rob. Uh, no, I mean, we've been playing uh, the... It's the second set of the Pathfinder Adventure card game. It's mm-hmm. uh, Skulls and Shackles, mm. uh, which is which has been fun. Uh, it's solid. Um, other than that, I think everything I've played recently has been here. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, here, you know, issue, Just think yeah. about this. Ten years ago, I was like... Yeah, I got Monopoly. I got checkers. What else? What more do you need? And then now it's like, well, we're coming over to Steven's house to play board games. <laughs> we broke Steven. I need, I need yes. better shelving, which brings up a Kickstarter for, what is it? The My Mini Box or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, have yeah. you seen this? Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw those. Yeah. What, what are the, what's the actual name of it? I don't know. It's cardboard. I don't care. <laughs> That's what I saw too. It looks interesting. So what it is, it's, it's a way to get rid of like... Um, your big boxes of stuff that most of it's empty space and you're supposed to put them into these smaller boxes which you then stack and and then um, put on your shelf but I guess the problem I have with it is ideally you're supposed to put like four different games into one slot it's like (laughs) why would I do that to have everything get mixed up and lost together I mean that's the problem with the the munchkin uh, the big munchkin box I've got three of those now Mm -hmm. moved everything from the little boxes into this not into the one box, but into three boxes. <laughs> but now I'm sitting here scratching my head going, okay, where are 
like the game where we played recently or the game we're just about to play uh, Munchkin Apocalypse with the cats and dogs. I was like, where are the cats and dogs uh, expansion set? What box is that in? I know mm-hmm. where the apocalypse is, so now I'm going to have to get little something Stickers to write on the box yeah. and say what's in there and all that stuff. Of course, I can always open the box and see the manuals and know what's in there, mm-hmm. but just on a glance, it's not that easy. And then no dividers. That's the one thing that this box mm-hmm. needs is some dividers for your your cards. Mm-hmm. So I've got them facing backwards and forwards. Yeah. Just a ton of stuff. I've got the gallerist we haven't played. We should play oh that. God, we got too many games. Yep. Too many games. Yep. So we're gonna we're gonna switch this to a daily show. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be playing games every night of the week. <laughs> and uh, we can do it with your support. Patreon.com <laughs> slash major spoilers. Don't make promises you don't yeah, want to no deliver. Yeah, my day job would allow for that. <laughs> yeah. Well look, if if people go over to patreon.com slash major spoilers, uh, you can see what our first goal is, which just basically covers our minimum cost per month right once we go past that i think there's one goal that i never unlock but it is basically like we're buying a warehouse we're moving every we're moving all operations <laughs> into a building where if we were at that at that stage we would be able to play games every single day nice and um you know create content create new programming Let's for our listeners all over the place whether it be video or audio or whatever there you go and you could finish a legacy game in like a week or two yeah you could probably finish <laughs> it in two days <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. patreon.com slash major spoilers that will wrap it up for this week's episode of munchkin land thank you everyone for downloading and listening and until next time remember it's not cheating if you don't get caught this podcast is copyright 2016 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there. 